Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We certainly appreciate you watching our broadcast, and I know you're going to be blessed and inspired and encouraged. I have both of my daughters, Jerry Ann and Terry, with me today. We had a great program last week. Hope you were able to tune in, and we're going to continue talking about Jerry Ann's brand new book, Happy to Be Me. This is powerful, Jerry Ann. I'm thrilled that you finally got this book out. I know you've been wanting to do this for a long, long time. Yes. You write about your life's experiences and the things that you've been through and the, the way God has brought restoration into your life. I want us to look at, in particular, chapter 2 today because it talks about thoughts, emotions, feelings, and choices. Yes. And I want to read something where you said in chapter 2, actually on page 68, when you get the book, you'll find that about change your thoughts. Every decision you make and every action you take begins first in your mind with a thought. It's been said that we have between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts per day. Whatever the amount, it's overwhelming. Some reports claim that 70 to 80% of those thoughts are negative and toxic. So needless to say, your thoughts or your thought life has power. Yes. I mean, every thought that we have, it's our most dominant thoughts take us in the direction, of course, that our life will go in. Mm -hmm. So if you say to yourself, I'm worthy, I'm valuable, then you believe that. Right. If you think it, you believe it. Right. You sow a thought, you reap an action. Mm -hmm. It's always that way. Whatever you think, your life is going to go in that direction. And where we need to get our thoughts about being worthy and being important and being valuable. It's from the Word of God. Yes. There's a scripture here in Romans 12, 2. It says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Say that again. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So it begins on the inside, doesn't right. it? Right. Everything gets its start in the thought life. Mm -hmm. There's anything Satan wants, it's our thoughts. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, your thoughts will be the pathway to your destiny, positive or negative, temptations that come our way. Everything gets its start right there. Yeah. So I love how in the book you even talk about how, you know, thoughts can, um, of course, affect your decisions, but how in the world do you get control over your thoughts? Mm -hmm. You know, that you can't just try so hard to think good thoughts that you make the bad thoughts go away. Right. Yeah. Every battle begins with a thought. And I learned from Kenneth Copeland years ago that you don't fight and battle a thought with another thought. You speak out against right. it. So you fight and combat those thoughts with the Word of God. You remember the illustration he used yeah. to give all the time about that? He'd tell the whole audience, I want you to start counting in your head yeah. from 1 to 10. Mm -hmm. In your thoughts, just start counting in your head from 1 to 10. And they would start and they'd say, tell me your name out loud. And they would all say their name. He said, now see what happens? Your head had to shut up to listen to what your mouth had to I say. I love that. Yeah, I that's so it. powerful. It is. It all begins down in here. But you've got to put good things in here before it's ever going to come out of your mouth. That's right. That's the theme of everything in my life is the Word of God. It always goes back to the Word of God. Mm -hmm. You've got to put good stuff in for it to come out. Right. So what, we're all, we all have negative thoughts. What was that thing that Kenneth Hagin used, used to, to say? say uh, well, someone came up to him and said, Brother Hagin, would you pray I'll never have another negative thought? He said, if I could pray that for you, I'd pray it for myself. He said, I can't keep the birds from flying over my head, but I can keep them from roosting in my hair. Right. 
In other words, everybody's going to be susceptible to negative thoughts. I don't care who you are, how spiritual you are, negative thoughts come. Right. But that doesn't mean you have to entertain them. Right. We have the ability and the right to cast them down and determine that we're going to be selective about what we think. Paul not only tells us, cast down imaginations, but then he says, now think on these things, things that are lovely, things that are just, things that are of a good report. Right. But like we said, Satan wants access to your mind. And whether it's through insecure thoughts, which you talk about that, thoughts of feeling unworthy, shameful thoughts, guilty thoughts, but then also thoughts of temptation that are designed by Satan to take us out of the will of God. You know, I always think about a little disgusting mouse, you know, those little slick back things. Yeah. <laughs> that a mouse would never step on a trap having full knowledge it's going to kill me. Yeah. So the trap has to be disguised by the cheese. Yeah. The cheese looks good, it smells good, it tastes good. Mm -hmm. He's so deceived and focused on the cheese that he doesn't even realize it's going to kill him. So you've gone now to using no. mice as your illustrations. <laughs> as much as you girls hate mice. He knows we <laughs> loathe them. <laughs> but see, my point is the mouse dies. That's right. Yeah. So It's a good point. <laughs> yes. But you know, that's how Satan works. If yeah. he can deceive us with our thinking, into going after something that looks good, smells good, tastes good, feels yeah. good, appealing to the five so physical his, senses. his cheese is, nobody likes you. Everybody thinks you're stupid. Yes. You're a failure. You'll never make it. You always mess up. Yeah. But we have the authority given to us through the power of the name of Jesus and through his word to seize those, stop them, grab them, take hold of those thoughts. Yeah. They don't have to, I mean, you, they'll come, but it's what you do with them. It makes all the difference in your life. Right. But the word in your life, it's like a gas tank to me. If I entertain those thoughts and I know that my gas levels are low, my spirit right. gas levels are low, that means I need to get back in the word and say what the word says, think what the word yeah. says about my life yeah. right. and my situation. Now, you battled negative thoughts most of your life. What caused you to come to the place where you say enough is enough because I know there are people watching right now that have gone through the same thing you know with me uh, I was 23 years old and you know feeling like a failure mm -hmm. and knowing life has got to be better than this I'm missing something you know mm -hmm. and it came to a place where I got desperate for change and that's when I made the decision I'm going to change and, and then things uh, began to change in my life. Not all overnight, but it, it, it was all about coming to the place where I said, enough is enough. There was certain things that happened that drove me to that point. Yes. What, what was it with you? Well, that's it. I mean, I got tired of being tired. I got yeah. tired of making mistakes and, and knowing better. And then the cycle that comes with that. I mean, I know better. I know what the Word says, but making mistakes, broken relationships, just the cycle of endless mistakes. And I got fed up with living like that. And again, I knew what the Word said, but it wasn't um, the first thing that came. It was my emotions and my feelings and my negative thoughts is what was dominant. And it wasn't until I got in the Word and just got desperate. To make my life the way I wanted it to be. I could see the way I wanted my life to be, but I wasn't going in that direction because my thought life yeah. 
and what I was speaking wasn't lined up the and same. And Mama and Daddy couldn't make it happen for you no, either. No, no one can. No. I mean, I'm Jerry Savelle's daughter, but yeah. it had to be what Jerry Ann chose yeah. to do. You remember when you get, you both were real little and, you know, we're teaching you faith right along as we're learning it. And there was a time when, you know, everything depended on mom and dad's faith. Yeah. But that's not going to make it work for you. It's when you get to the place where you say enough is enough. I know what to do. When am I going to do it? Right. And then I think with both of y'all's personalities, y'all are both called the happy-go-lucky, just um, you have a good disposition. Well, in my case, <laughs> it was harder because I'm naturally a negative person. That's my personality without God. Yeah. As I see the bad, you know, the people that see the half, the glass half full or half mm -hmm. empty, she's a half full person, you're a half full, I was a half empty person. Yeah. <laughs> I saw everything in a negative light. So it takes me, I mean, it's, it's something I have to renew my mind to think like Christ thought, thought thinks because I want to go naturally in that negative vein. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it's a harder thing for me to deal with, but it's something I know is there and I fight it daily yeah. with my words. I noticed in one chapter of the book, you quoted something that you've heard myself and Brother Copeland, who's like another daddy to you, mm -hmm say all of your life, we learned it from Smith Wigglesworth's teachings, and what was that? It was, I'm not moved by what I see, I'm not moved by what I feel, I'm moved by what I believe, and I believe the Word of God. Yeah, that's it. And I heard it, and I heard it, and I believed it, mm -hmm. but I didn't believe it down in here enough that when Satan brought negative thoughts, I just went with what he said, yeah. Yeah. instead of really believing what the Word of God says. Yeah. And you know, you always thought that Terry was so secure mm -hmm. and so confident, yeah. you know, in who she was. And yet she was battling thoughts about herself yeah. mm -hmm. that you didn't know about, you know. And so it's amazing how you can look at a person and say, they've got it all together. I wish I was like them. Mm -hmm. I remember one time when we were first starting out, we just moved to Fort Worth, didn't have anything. The old car I was driving was over 100,000 miles. It was worn out. We're living in a little dump of a house. You guys were so little, you can hardly remember that place. And I remember getting ready to go to work. I was working for Brother Copeland. And I got out on Seminary Drive, got to an intersection, and I'm stopped. And smoke was boiling out from under my car. I'm actually having to wave the smoke away to see when the light changes. And I look over to the right, and here's this guy next to me in a brand new Cadillac. And I looked over there and I remember thinking, man, he's got it made. Look at my old car. And this guy's driving his brand new Cadillac. And man, I wish I was him. And it was like the Lord just opened up that man's life to me and said, son, it may look like he's got it all together, but he's trying to figure out how he's going to pay the note on this thing right now. While you're sitting there thinking he's got it made, he don't know where he's going to get the money to pay the note on this. Right. He said, everybody's got problems. Mm -hmm. Everybody mm -hmm. is going through challenges. Well, it just doesn't look like it to some people. I think that's what the devil does. He wants you to look at someone else's life and say, they, you know, they've got it all together. And then we get in that comparing ourselves mode and feeling like we're not worthy yeah. and that they've got it made and we don't. 
And I say in the book, I believe, you know, when you start comparing yourself to other people, you start trying to be something that you're not. Yeah. And it's like trying to put a size nine foot in a six shoe. It just yeah. doesn't work. Um, it just doesn't work when you try to be something you're I not. Know. Did you know when your mother and I first married, one of the jobs I had was selling ladies' shoes. <laughs> and there was a lady came in there with a size nine foot, but she did, She wanted a size six shoe. <laughs> but I love in her book how she explains that, how we always want what we don't have. We wish we had a different personality. We compare ourselves. And of course, we did that a little bit growing up. She's the loud, bold one. I'm a little more quiet and soft-spoken. Um, but even in, in thinking that I had it all together, like you were saying, mm -hmm. um, I remember years ago, we had this deep psychological test we took up here. Mine came out that I had all these insecurities, and then it said you have a compulsive fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. I called Jesse Duplantis' daughter, Jody. I said, Jody, I'm jacked up. <laughs> I was like, I need help. I didn't even know. <laughs> but I had to do what Jerry says in her book. The same thing with renewing my mind to the Word of God. And it really is as practical yeah. as getting a list of scriptures, a list of positive declarations, and I just started speaking them out loud. Was it in college when uh, they asked you to draw a picture of yes. yourself, of yes. what you thought you looked yes, like? Yes, my Tell hips Tell them about were, that. Yeah, in psychology, they said draw a picture. So I drew it, you know, and then I drew these bony little arms. But then when I got to my hips, I was like, bam, bam. <laughs> and then my knees are knock kneed, so I drew the knees in like this. Then I asked this guy if I could borrow his red pen, and I just started hammering all over the page. He goes, you okay? <laughs> I was like, I'm fine. He goes, what's that all about? And I said, freckles. I have freckles everywhere. You know? So I held it up, and it was a pretty distorted picture. Yeah. But that's how I that's saw how myself. That's how you saw yourself. Yes. Yeah. And that's the problem. Most people live their lives you know, based on the way they see themselves, which is not the way the Word of God sees them. The Bible says that God's Word is like a mirror. And when you look in the mirror of God's Word, it will reflect an image just like the mirror in your bathroom will reflect an image. But this does not reflect an image of the way you see you or the way you think other people see you. It reflects the image of the way God sees you. Yes. And He sees you valuable. Right. He sees you important. He sees you gifted, talented. He sees you... Uh, valuable to the kingdom of God, valuable to humanity. Yeah. And if you ever get in the word of God and start seeing yourself the way God sees you, then that's when life changes. Exactly. I mean, that's what's happened for me is I, did, I didn't like the personality I had and I let the thoughts come in. And thoughts and feelings and emotions are fickle. They yeah. don't always represent the truth, yeah. hardly ever in any situation. So it's getting, again, that is my theme, get back in the word and what the what the Word says, what God says about you, and yeah. it changes everything. Amen. Praise God. This is good. You know, years ago, I remember a counselor, I heard a psychologist say, fight fear with a plan. And you think about that. If you have the fear of never overcoming insecurities, you have the fear of continually failed relationships or the fear of that compulsive fear of rejection never leaving me, mm -hmm. he said, you fight fear with a plan. Yeah. And sometimes a plan is as simple as Jerry said, get back in the Word of God. Well, sometimes you don't know where to start because the Bible's that thick. Mm -hmm. But when you get Word of Faith books, faith-building books, 
Yeah. That's your plan. Yeah. Number one, just start with the book. Start well, with chapter one. I heard you say one. when you were fed up with things you were going through, yeah. your first plan was to get in the Word, yeah. and you came to my house and <laughs> stole some books. <laughs> <laughs> Have I returned them? I don't know. Well, <laughs> but that was my plan, you know, get my hand on the Word. I'm not going to spend money. I'm going to go get dad's. So No, but I got a CD player and just began listening every day. Because sometimes you are overwhelmed by the word being so big. But when you get one book, and especially if you can identify with some of the things you've been through, poor self-image, low self-esteem, you know, making choices you're not proud of or whatever, then you start reading that and the word's getting in you. Right. Well, see, that's what happened to me back there in 1969. The first time... I heard Kenneth Copeland. Now, he'd been there, you know, for a whole week, three services a day. Your mom was in every service begging me to go. I didn't want to go. I thought he was just like every other preacher. and only went the last night. But the last night, the things he said, uh, so much of what he had been through before he surrendered his life to the Lord, I identified with. Yeah. You know, he was talking about feeling like a failure, a quitter, uh, you know, no discipline in his life. And, and I've, you know, that was very similar to the way I was. I was a good starter. Man, I started all kind of stuff, but I wasn't a good finisher. And so I could identify with what he was saying. And so obviously I gravitated to his teachings and started listening to them. And then he'd talk about, you know, Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin. So I got their material and, and just saturated myself with the Word of God, learning from these men, and what they were actually teaching me was who I was in Christ. That was the bottom line to everything they said. Here's the way God sees you. Start seeing yourself the way God sees you, and life will be different. Isn't it amazing how Satan always questions our identity? Yeah. You know, if even did it with Jesus, if you're the Son of God, yeah. command the stone. Be, yeah. If you're really a good Christian, how could you have done that? And isn't it amazing how God takes a quitter and makes his theme for the last 45 years? Don't quit. I mean, isn't that amazing? I mean, our ministry is known around the world for don't quit. You know, and it's amazing how God can take a mess and turn it into a message. And it all started with what you began to think on, the way Mm -hmm. you saw yourself. No longer a failure, no longer a quitter but a winner. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're going to take a break right now. I want you to watch this very important announcement, and then we're going to be back with some closing remarks. You don't want to miss them, so uh, we look forward to sharing with you when we return. Today's broadcast contains just a sample of the practical, life-transforming teaching found in Jerry Ann Savelle Newton's book, Happy to Be Me. In it, Jerry Ann shares with great transparency her story of growing up, her fears, a cycle of broken relationships, and feelings of inadequacy. That all changed when she discovered God's love and learned how to be happy with the person He created her to be. In this book, you will learn how to let go of the past, live with confidence, reignite your God-given dreams and purpose, and so much more. You don't have to live another day with fear, depression, or confusion. Find your freedom and passion in this hope-filled resource. You can enjoy life and fulfill a beautiful destiny. 
Don't wait. Call or visit us at jerrysavelle.org to request your copy of Jerry Ann's book, Happy to Be Me, today. Let me encourage you once again to get Jerry Ann's new book, Happy to Be Me. This is power packed. And like Terry said a few moments ago, it's like a manual. I've read it twice now, and I'm telling you, the message, the theme, the truths that are in it will be a life-changing theme for you. If you've ever gone through insecurity, guilt, shame, made mistakes and feel like there's no possible way that God could ever correct it, this is the book you've been waiting for. I'm encouraging you to order your copy today. All the ordering information is on the screen right now or go to our website and get this as quickly as you possibly can. I'm telling you, once you start reading it, you will not be able to put it down. Thank you, Jerry, for writing this book. Uh, a lot of people have been encouraging you to do this for a long time, and now it's out, and I believe it's going to bless a lot of people. Hey, man, I believe that. I, uh, I tried to be as honest and real and open about my life that, um, you know, Satan messes with everyone. Yeah. And for a lot of years, I let him beat me up. Mm -hmm. But the end, the, my story's not over. I'm still in my story, but I'm not a quitter. Yeah. I'm not a failure anymore. And the, and the story of God's grace and God's love and God never giving up on us right. is, is such a beautiful story. Yes, I'm living proof yeah. of restoration. And again, you know, we're talking about thoughts. It had to start in my thought life. I want to read to you just, we read it earlier, but I want to read the scripture again, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. If you get that down on the inside of you every single day, when a negative thought comes and you grab it, you take it captive, you seize it, and then you speak out against that. I tell you, you're going to have victory in your life. And I want to pray with you right now. Lord, I just thank you right now for the person that is listening to my voice. I thank you, Lord, that they are no longer living in defeat, that you have a plan and a purpose for their lives. And they will stand up today and declare that Satan, you have no authority over my mind, over my thought life. I will speak what the word says about me and I'm a winner and I'm victorious in Jesus name. I thank you, Lord, that victory is coming, that you're stirring within them, that they are a winner. They are not defeated and that their thoughts are renewed and transformed to your word in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Terry, closing comments. I would just want to remind the viewer, you know, Jerry's been powerfully teaching on thoughts. But just remind you, I love what General Douglas MacArthur said. He said, the number one rule of warfare is this, know your enemy. Yeah. You need to realize that your war is with the devil. He's the one attacking your mind. He's the one trying to drag you out of the will of God. Your war is with him. You know, the Bible even says we wrestle not against mm -hmm. flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. So learning to just fight the devil, fight back. Don't let him knock you down over and over. You know, Dad, before I go preach anywhere, I always take a selfie and I yeah. send it to mom and say, I'm going to go torment the devil. Yeah. I find great pleasure in tormenting him because mm -hmm. I allowed him to torment me for too long. Yeah. Right. Well, you remember uh, the story I tell when your fingers were cut off? Yeah. And I was coming back from the hospital 
to the last service Brother Copeland had that night. Mom stayed with you in the room. And I said, I'm going to go listen to Brother Copeland and I'm going to come back and preach to you everything he said. And so I'm driving back to Life Tabernacle there in Shreveport in your grandfather's little Volkswagen because my car, the engine blew up. I didn't have transportation. So I'm in this little Volkswagen driving down West 70th to Life Tabernacle and I'm, I am screaming at the top of my voice, Satan, if I could get my hands on you, I'd break your neck. I'd do that. I'd, and the Lord just interrupted me. He said, son, you can't reach him by breaking his neck. He is a spirit and you fight spirits with words. He said, you're not going to break his neck with your bare hands, but you can break his back with your words. And you speak the word against him. And we started speaking the word against him and declaring that no weapon formed against us will prosper. God will restore, restore my baby's fingers. And we got a miracle. Praise God. You got normal fingers. Praise God. Amen. And that's the same way that you've dealt with this is you can't get Satan by the neck and say, I hate you for ruining my life. But you can take the word of God and speak it against him every day and you can break his power in your life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Listen, we're going to be continuing this study next week. Make your plans to join with us. Don't forget the new book, Happy to Be Me. We thank you for watching. Bless each and every one of you. And remember, you're a winner, not a loser. God made you a winner. Today's broadcast contains just a sample of the practical, life-transforming teaching found in Jerry Ann Savelle Newton's book, Happy to Be Me. In it, Jerry Ann shares with great transparency her story of growing up, her fears, a cycle of broken relationships, and feelings of inadequacy. That all changed when she discovered God's love and learned how to be happy with the person He created her to be. In this book, you will learn how to let go of the past, live with confidence, reignite your God-given dreams and purpose, and so much more. You don't have to live another day with fear, depression, or confusion. Find your freedom and passion in this hope-filled resource. You can enjoy life and fulfill a beautiful destiny. Don't wait. Call or visit us at jerrysavelle.org to request your copy of Jerry Ann's book, Happy to Be Me, today. Years ago, the Lord instructed Jerry Savelle to make an impact on the kingdom of God in Africa. As a friend and partner of Jerry Savelle Ministries, you've provided vital Bible school training to over 5,000 pastors and ministry leaders over the last 10 years. The hope and truth found in God's Word is needed now more than ever. Thank you for your faithful support of our worldwide outreaches. You're making a difference. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week 
as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.